You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 74 of Thriving Empire Podcast, where we're going to talk about why so many remote roles seem to be USA only. Now, since in some ways, well, that really does seem ironic, this was actually the number one concern when I asked people what they struggled with when it came to finding a remote job, if they weren't either US uh, from the US or US located. But quickly, if you're new, welcome. If you're a regular, woohoo, you're back. I'm so, so excited. Now, if you get value out of the show, I would love if you tell more people about it and also rate and review it on iTunes. That would be super cool. And don't forget, also, you can work with me one-on-one. I offer 30-minute remote career consults where we put together a bespoke remote job search strategy for you. Just head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash career consult for more information and booking. And after we meet together, you will know how to position yourself as the ideal remote candidate. You'll know the top five places to look for the right remote roles for you and your career path and feel 100% confident to apply and kickstart your remote career. How cool would that be? Okay, so back the topic of this episode. When researching for this season, amongst wannabe remote workers, many people had the same question. Why do so many remote jobs seem to be USA only? Specifically, a member of my community said this. A lot of the remote work job sites are US skewed. I don't know if the US are more remote advanced when it comes to remote working or better set up in terms of digital hubs for these jobs. And someone else said this, a lot of the US sites only want US people, so I haven't followed up on stuff I've seen there as they don't seem to to want um, anyone other than US people. It's bonkers. Why do they have to be in the US if they're remote anyway? Okay, so bonkers it may seem, but as a remote worker myself, none of my remote work contracts have been um, U.S. located or required um, as a U.S. citizen. Not even the the one U.S.-based, U.S.-founded company for which I worked in another country. So up front, I want to say that even though it seems this way, it's not necessarily going to affect your ability to get a remote job. I mean... Worst case, it's going to affect where you look and what you put in the job search criteria. But listen, my first role was with Microsoft. It was a remote first company, a remote friendly role while I was living in London. And we all know Microsoft is a US company. Um, But I worked from the office, from home or from any of our European uh, offices whenever I wanted without any disruption to my workflow. US company, yes. US restricted, no. My second and third remote roles had Montreal-based founders, and I worked remotely from home in Montreal and London for the duration of both of those. And then my fourth and fifth remote roles had founders in London, Estonia, and Hong Kong, and distributed teams across the world, while I worked remotely for both from Mexico. So I can confirm that being a UK citizen has never been a restriction. So I'm here today to tell you, you can be from anywhere and live anywhere and find the right remote role for you. Okay. 
so now that is sorted, we can move on to why some companies do restrict you to a country or even a time zone, just so you understand. Now, the first reason is to minimize the number of applications. Now, this may seem counterintuitive since one of the benefits of a remote company is accessing the global talent pool. But let's face it, not every company is fully remote yet, and they might just be dipping their toes in the water and getting comfortable with people working remotely within the same city and um, time zone and country before having to deal with multiple time zones and different country laws and regulations, which we're going to talk more about in a minute. But with the increase in people wanting to work remotely, job posts are receiving up to 3,000 applications. So even restricting the country or time zone uh, to something like you know, East Coast or West Coast of the US is a way to keep the number of applications manageable. Personally, just a side note, I would say that a better strategy would be for the hiring managers to closely watch the number of applications coming in and to close the job posting after a certain number so they can go through the applications they've got. And if they don't fill the role in the first wave, then open the job job post another time and conduct a second round of interviews and so on. But I see an increasing number of companies not removing their job posts and letting applications mount up into the hundreds if not thousands, which obviously must be overwhelming for them as well and obviously leaves us feeling deflated, especially when you see that a job has already had 246 applications. You just don't even want to bother. But listen, don't be disheartened. At least if you can see that there's been over 100 applications, you can cut your losses, choose not to apply, and continue with your search. And I have some search tips later in this episode to accommodate that. The second reason so many jobs appear to be US only is that companies have to navigate the employment laws in their own countries as well as the countries of their employees. Now, GitLab explain in an article that I've put a link to in the show notes that they can't hire in 17 specific countries due to local laws in those countries. Because think about it, companies have to remain compliant when they're hiring foreign workers, just like global companies that you know, like Virgin and Microsoft, who have offices in countries all the way around the world. And so for small to medium-sized business, um, or a startup, or a solo entrepreneur, um, this, this, this might require more resources, legal counsel, and investment than they have access to right now or can divert to at this particular stage of their growth. So there's so much they have to think about, and this is just a number of issues, probably not even the extent of it. But when it comes to payroll, they'll have to have different payrolls in system, uh, payroll systems in place sorry, to make payments in their home country and in foreign countries. On top of that, yes, they'll have different payroll rules for each foreign worker they have on the books and hence this will affect the type of remote contracts they can offer too. So remember from episode 56, the five remote working arrangements, they have a lot to think about. Um, and they first have to think about um, uh, their business and salary model and then the staffing model and whether they'll have employees or independent contractors. And they have withholding and payroll tax to think about, which is different whether it's a foreign worker, a local worker, or a local worker living in a foreign country. And when companies hire foreign workers or even local workers who choose to live abroad, they have to find the best way to transfer salaries and think about currency conversions and how that affects take-home pay and all of that kind of stuff. And they have to comply with the, uh, the income tax laws, income tax laws of the country that an, an employee is in, and withhold income tax at the rate of the country of residency. Oh my gosh, there is so much for them to dive into. 
Now, many remote com companies have the resources to hire remote specialists and intermediaries, like dedicated payroll companies, to help them with this. And yet many, as I've already mentioned, don't have the resources or budget for this. Now, for this reason, I'm seeing not just US-only roles, but also Europe-only roles and Australia-only roles, too. And you can see how tangled this gets for companies. They really have to stay on top of the finer details of legislation and regulation. And so this is a learning curve for many of them. And they're just starting um, and trying to understand what it really means to transition into a remote business model and all of the implications on that for payroll and tax. But many companies are also structuring their model, their, their salary model and hiring model to account for this by adjusting compensation and benefits for foreign workers. Which means this, and this is the third point in this episode, it might mean you receive different benefits based on your location. So here's an example from Protocol Labs who say on their careers page, just like the internet itself, we are a fully distributed team spread across the globe. We don't let geography or borders define us. We want to work with talented and intellectually curious people of diverse backgrounds and different perspectives. If you align passionately with our mission, we want to talk to you no matter whether you're in Tokyo or Timbuktu. And then, in the finer detail of what it's like to work there, they go on to say this. We have a great benefits package, including parental leave, contributions to your retirement, competitive pay, and unlimited time off. For US-based employees, we also provide platinum-level health, dental, and vision coverage for you and your family. So... There is a chance that your compensation and benefits may be affected by your location, even if you can work with a company based in the US or another country um, from your, uh, a different country from your home location. So reading this as a UK citizen, I'd actually be fine with those conditions. We have the NHS at home, regardless of what different people think about the NHS, it's always served me very well. That's our national healthcare system. And I've always paid for dental privately, so no change there, and I get free um, eye testing. So it might be in your country that these employer benefits are actually less important for you anyway. It's just a very individual thing and you have to assess it on a job post by job post basis. So what's the conclusion here? I think it's just to cut companies some slack. They have their reasons for restricting their remote roles to certain countries, continents, and time zones. As ironic as that may seem to you, as bonk as it may sound at first, each company is in a different position on the remote work curve, ranging from being a remote or distributed team, and even whether they are remote-friendly or remote-first culturally. It's a really exciting time to be part of a company on any part of the remote work curve because you have the chance to help shape the remote work reality from the inside. Now, by listening to this podcast and listening to and reading other materials, you can bring so many ideas to the table about how to improve the remote work reality for yourself, for your team, and your whole company, which is so darn cool and so empowering. And by vetting jobs before you apply, you also get to choose how far along the remote work curve you want to be too. So that's all very, very cool. So what can you do? Decide where you want to be on the curve. This comes back to your own personal life vision. Do you want to work from home, from a cafe, from a co-working space, from a different country, from a new location every two weeks? This comes back to you taking responsibility for your life and work style vision. 
and using that to fuel your remote job search. Now look closely at the remote role locations as we talked about in episode 67 in the first step in how to vet a remote job post before applying. Keep researching remote work and companies in the US um, who are actively looking to recruit from the global talent pool and actively look for remote opportunities, searching for people in your country, in your location and your continent. It's growing and growing everywhere. It's not just a USA thing. This is less and less a North American phenomenon and much and more and more a global reality. Now, as a UK person, I'm always on the lookout for curated newsletters, sending information about remote roles relevant for UK citizens. And I've put two of my favorite newsletters in worksheet 14 in the podcast study pack. And one of them scours the internet looking for roles that accept applicants from the United Kingdom and anywhere around the world. Now, I really hope this helps you understand why currently so many roles seem to be US location based or for US citizens only. There's no worksheet today because it is what it is. This was much more of an informational podcast. But in case you don't have the podcast pack and would like access to worksheet 14 that I just mentioned, um, you can grab a copy of the podcast pack in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 74. So that's it from me this week. See you next week on Thriving Empire Podcast. Until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a start rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.